Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is March 1st. It is 2019. We have seven basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good friend and my buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing great. Glad to be on the pod. If you didn't play James Harden tonight, don't feel bad. I didn't either. Uh, and no big deal. We're going we're gonna to keep this thing moving. So glad to be on with you, man. I was telling my wife today. I said, yeah, I got a pod tonight. I said, I feel like I hadn't been on in like a month. She was like, well, it's probably been about a week. I said, yeah, about a week. You're right. And uh, so definitely glad to come on and hang out, man, and uh, get this thing knocked out. Well, you and uh, you and Grant filled in for me on Monday, but we haven't worked together in a while. So uh, maybe that's why it feels so much longer. But Definitely ready to talk about this slate, but Will, it is March. That means two things. March Madness is right around the corner, and MLB Baseball is getting ever so close. Oh, um, man. Listen, I've, I've been pulling my bankroll. Uh, every time I've been winning, I've just been taking a portion of that and just pulling it out, pulling it out, pulling it out because baseball season is here. And when opening day comes, and I'll just, you know, take my a good chunk of my bankroll and put it back in there but i was like uh you know I, i'm i just want to make sure i'm ready ready for mlb uh one of my favorite times of the year one of our all of our favorite times i'm ready for baseball as well but we do have to talk some basketball and we start with our sponsor if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor fantasydraft.com sign up through the rotogrinders links that way you get access to any cool promos that we run with fantasy draft we do have a listeners league it will be in the comments section of the podcast um you know we filled it last couple days so you know make sure we get the thing filled up um i donated tonight you guys are welcome um like will i did not play james harden when all the news came out i said i have to have curry and i have to have westbrook and you know that didn't obviously was not bad decisions it's just you know when harden does what he does and um well, goes ballistic you know it, it's gonna hurt you so man you know what you know what's crazy about this whole scenario I, i'm actually second in the listeners league right now with no harden and oh, look at you but i played i played bogdanovich and jeremy grant and boogie and bam schroeder curry west i mean you know what i'm saying i kind of We'll, we'll see. I'm sure I'm sure there are plenty of people that are probably behind us with Donovan Mitchell that are going to come and snatch all our earnings, but it's, it's nice to be up there, at least for a little while. All right, let's get into Friday's slate. We start with your Charlotte Hornets at Brooklyn, 228.5 total here. Brooklyn favored, Brooklyn favored by 3.5. Um, don't see real any, in, any injury news in this game. Um, let's start with Charlotte. What are we looking at here? Well, first of all, let's just talk about the fact that everybody on Charlotte right now, at least the main pieces, uh, there's about seven guys playing 30 minutes, 30-plus minutes. I think that's the big takeaway for the Hornets today going into Brooklyn. 
trying to make the playoffs. Orlando won again. So if I'm not mistaken, I think Orlando is either half game back or them and Charlotte are now tied out to check the standings. Orlando's a half a game ahead of Charlotte. So see, so now Charlotte's out of the playoffs. Uh, you know, listen, it, it's it's March 1st. I get it. But this is something that they're shooting for. So I think they're going to be playing hard. So Walker, Lamb, Batum, Bridges, Williams, and Zeller. These are all guys that are going to be playing 30-plus minutes, just every game from here on out. Uh, so, I mean, my favorites, I'm actually really in love with the cheap guys, Lamb, Batum, uh, Bridges, and uh, and maybe a little bit of Marvin Williams. Cody Zeller, I think he's just cheap enough for this particular matchup uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. For those of you that know my candid phrase, there's still a little meat on the bone for Cody Zeller. That's for you, JSU. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about the Hornets in this spot here. Yeah, you know, Batum's price didn't come up enough on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Uh, they raised his price on Fanduel. He came up to 6100 on Fanduel. Um, I think you can get away from Batum on Fanduel, but I, I, until his price is at 6K on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, I'm just gonna keep playing him. You know, you talked about it. We've talked about it all week on the podcast this week. It's at that time of the year where we really, really got to start paying attention to the teams that want to make it, the teams that want to lose. Um, and obviously, Charlotte's a team that want to make the playoffs. They're, they're not going to get a lottery pick where they're at right now. So, you know, this is a team that wants to make the playoffs. And, um, you know, I think when you look at this game, I think there's a lot of pieces you want to attack in this game. And then you look at the rest of the slate, and every single game we have on the seven-game slate – has a total of at least 228. There's a lot of juicy games on this slate. So while you throw this game on a different slate, and we're probably talking about it a lot more, but we look at this game on this whole slate as a whole, it's way different. Um, I like Batum on DraftKings. I don't mind Zeller. You know, we want big guys against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, we say that, and he didn't really have a great game the last time these two teams played. But you know what you're going to get out of Zeller and those guys, uh, kind of what Will was saying. And, you know, Kimba on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, uh, very much in play at his price, too expensive on FanDuel. Um, let's talk Brooklyn Nets. Well, you know, Brooklyn is in a similar situation. But now, you know, They've just kind of got a log jam everywhere. So now Dinwiddie's back. So I get, I'm, I'm, my assumption right now is that Napier is just going to be out of the rotation. I could be wrong. I'm thinking he's going to be out of the rotation. Joe Harris is a guy that is going to continue to play uh, along with Levert, along with Russell and, and Dinwiddie. You know, supposedly he's even going to play on the back to back. So, or yeah, so so he's going to be playing. I think Napier falls out of the rotation. The 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 wild card here is, you know, is Aaron Allen Crabb, excuse me, going to lose any minutes? All right, 3,600, you know, maybe it's the wrong slate to be looking at him. He hasn't played, you know, well recently. But he has a little bit upside here in this spot. Uh, and then Jared Allen, Jared Allen 5,300, you know, I, I, I still think he's too cheap. For, for for what he's able to do 
Um, so I, I think you can look at him, but that's about it. I really don't want to play D Russ in this spot to eight five. Um, I mean, look, he was on his way to crushing the other night if it wasn't a blowout. So obviously we, we know he's got the upside, uh, but I think there are a couple other guys I'd rather play in that price range today uh, instead of playing him. Well, the problem with Russell is like Dinwiddie's back, you know, is he going to eat into Russell's usage in, in minutes? Um, I, I'm just saying like this guard situation has become very, very crowded now. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that, but I do think, you know, you mentioned Allen. I hate playing Allen, but this is a really good matchup for him. Um, if he gets the minutes here, he probably has a good game, but I don't mind him in tournaments, maybe chasing that upside game. But the guy that I kind of like here is Levert. I think Levert goes back to around 30 minutes in this game, and he is 5,400, which makes him really cheap still. Um, so I don't mind Levert and – you know, just at quick glance, Jared Allen is 6,700 on FanDuel. That's too much. Um, you know, really nothing standing out to me price-wise on FanDuel um, with the Brooklyn Nets. These guys are all priced up pretty pretty high here. Yep, yep, my, my, my point exactly. And, and that's really not, not to backtrack too much, but that's, that's about the same way I feel for Charlotte on FanDuel. There are just too many other teams that present – better salary opportunity. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. Chicago at Atlanta, 231 total Atlanta favored by three and a half in this game. Wendell Carter jr. Still out, but outside of that, both teams good to go. Uh, I feel like we're going to get so many news alerts today just because the night before there's not a lot of news. Um, let's start with Chicago going up against Atlanta here. You know, we project them as, you know, a really fast pace bump here uh, for Chicago. What are we looking at here on the Bulls? Yeah, uh, actually, one of my favorite plays from the Bulls today, man, is actually going to be Otto Porter. Uh, I think he's appropriately priced across the industry. Uh, I'm looking for him to have a monster game. This is his kind of game where he can kind of get up and down. 6,300, uh, you know, I mean, last game he dropped 44 fantasy points. He's dropped, you know, 56 against Memphis. Uh, so he's had, you know, two 40-plus games out of the last – Four games, you know. I'm going to throw away that Boston game. He kind of had a little injury, but um, I, I'm I, I really like him in this spot. This is this is just his kind of game. Uh, Lori Marketing, man, his price has really climbed. Uh, now that everybody's back, I still think he can get there. But 8600, you're really going to have to pay for it. So I think I would pass. Uh, Levine at 77, I do still think is a is a good play. And then Chris Dunn is just too cheap. 5500. Uh, that's incredibly low. He was right back up to 31 minutes against Memphis. Uh, this is a smart spot that he could absolutely just crush. So uh, Porter is my favorite play, but Chris Dunn for the price. I definitely think you have to look at him in this spot. Uh, you guys know how much I love targeting the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, you know, obviously this is a spot you could stack this team. Um, you know, Porter – very good play here. Um, Marketing probably too expensive for me on this slate. I, I do like Marketing in general, but he's probably too expensive for me. I like the Levine call, uh, certainly in play. Chris Dunn's cheap across the industry. He's cheap on FanDuel as well as DraftKings and Fantasy Drafts. So I think Chris Dunn is certainly somebody you want to look at in tournaments. Um, any interest in Robin Lopez? You know, the minutes have been 
insanely high for him. Do we continue to play this guy? I'm so glad you brought it up, Stevie. He was the one guy I meant to have a, a, a small plug in about. But, yeah, I mean, you, you've already said it. I mean, he pl- listen, he played 40 minutes in the Memphis game. I mean, he didn't do much, but minutes equal money in, in basketball. And now he's got a spot with, with the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, the guys played pretty much 30-plus minutes, one, two, three, four, five, six, six games in a row. It seems like that's the trend now. Uh, I, I like Robin Lopez at 4,900 against Atlanta. I think I think he's a great value player. I, I don't think anyone would complain if Robin Lopez ran out there and got you 35 fantasy points for 4,900. I, I really like Lopez here. Yeah, and he had like, you know, you look back at last game and he shot, he only shot seven times. He shot two for seven from the field. He just, he didn't do anything besides just he was on the floor. So I think if you get him at like 35 minutes here and you look at his recent production where he's, you know, shooting eight to 15 times, like this is a spot. Lopez is certainly in play for me. Um, Let's talk Atlanta here, the other side of this game. You know, I don't know. I think it was I think it was Bobby. Um, I tried to tell Bobby the other day, Trey Young is absolutely ball balling out right now. Um I think we continue to look at Trey Young. You know, this is you know, three out of the last four games he's gone for at least fifty fantasy points. Um, give me your thoughts here on Atlanta. Man, Trey Young is just uh he, he's going through a stretch right now where He's got the so first of all, he's got the green light. That that that's the main thing. And secondly, he's got the minutes. So if you look at the stretch he's on right now, Stevie, he's shot over 20 times three out of the last four games. And I, I think that's a big key there. If you if you look at the games before that, you know, his highest was 19, 19. And yeah, I mean, look, you know, 19 is still great, but he he he's shooting over 20 shots a game right now. Uh, shooting probably around about 48%. And he's just producing. Not only is he shooting 10 assists, 8 assists, 8, 10, 11, 14, uh, grabbing a few rebounds when he can, uh, you know, not getting into foul trouble, low turnovers. For a rookie, these are the things you look for. 8,100, I, I, I do think he's priced a little high. But, you know, for a guy that's shooting – 20, 22, 23 shots a game, you know, if this was anybody else, we'd be paying for it. So I like Trey Young here. Uh, Herter is a guy, he's 3,500 in a, in a pretty good matchup. Played 30 minutes the last game. I think he's a he's a really good value play on this slate. I think he's a guy you look at. Uh, Baysmore, his minutes were back down. I'm not going to read too much into it yet. Just want to see kind of how they handle him this game. And then Prince is back. He just hasn't really been doing much, but Trey Young, John Collins, I, I think this is a, a, another smash spot for John Collins. Minutes have been in the 30s recently. I think he's a superb play here. Uh, and that's about it for me. Debman was playing about 30 minutes, but I don't think I need Debman. I'd rather just play Lopez if I was going to play the cheap center game. Yeah, I think I'd, I I think I'd lean Lopez too. I don't mind Debman, um, but it's starting to get crowded. Like Alex Lynn, Spellman, um, Prince is back, you know, Starting to get crowded in that front court a little bit. Um, so I like Trey Young. I don't mind Collins. I don't hate Prince at, at 4,500. You kind of have to think his minutes are going to come up a little bit here. Um, 
after only playing 26 minutes against Minnesota the other night. So Prince is certainly somebody that's a little interesting to me. You know, he's under 5K over there on FanDuel as well. So, you know, those types of guys I think are interesting. But all right, uh, moving on. We got Washington at Boston, 231.5 total here. Boston favored by 9.5. Uh, Aaron Baines is out, and Tice is questionable. Um, you know, same guys for Washington, Howard, and those guys are still out. Let's start with Washington. What are we looking at here on the Wizards? Well, let me start this. I don't think anybody's expecting this, but you just need to play Jabari Parker every slate if you're multi-entering. Don't X him out of your player pool. He's 4,700 today, and you, I, 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 this, this seems crazy, but I, I don't think you can fade Jabari Parker if you're mass multi-entering any slate this year. He's got probably one of the widest range of outcomes but it's never really average. It's bad or it's really, really good. So I think I think if you're multi-entering, I think you just need to play him every slate. Uh, Bradley Beal, 8,700. I mean, I think he's pretty expensive, but, I mean, his production has warranted the price. I mean, he's pretty much a walking 45 with upside. Um, and I, I don't think you could ask for anything more for, than that at that price. Tomas Sadaransky I do think is, is pretty cheap for this spot, playing about 32 minutes. Uh, I, I really like him, and uh, Trevor Reza, fifty eight hundred. I don't, I don't think you need him in this spot. Uh, but if you were, if you were thinking about game stacking, uh, then I think you would be your guy. If, if you, if you want to roll down there the street, take a look at Jeff Green. Obviously, he's played for the Celtics, uh, and they, they really gave him a shot there when he had his, um, his medical situation, uh, and kind of stuck with him. So, uh, Jeff Green, if you're, if if you want to go down that route, I don't hate Jeff Green. Bobby Portis is kind of going to be on the outside looking in. I know he's got the upside, uh, but I just don't think I'm going to risk it here uh, against Boston. Yeah, I played Portis the other night. Like the more I thought about it, it yeah. was a matchup with Brooklyn. Yep, I, I, did I wanted as well. more. I wanted more out of him, but it was nice to you know not see him get into foul trouble. I wish they would have played him a little bit more, but yeah. Um, yeah. As far as Washington goes. I really don't love anything here for Washington. Um, like you said, if you're if you're entering or if you want that risky play, Parker is that guy. He's going to be that guy all year. He played 21 minutes the other night and had 14 rebounds and nine points. You know, he was on his way to like 45 fantasy points um, in that Brooklyn matchup. You know, had they let him play a little bit more, so um, certainly don't mind Parker. Sanarensky is cheap across the industry. I don't mind him as well. Let's talk Boston here. You know, a team that I – a team that is, you know, it's really tough to play any of these guys when they're healthy. Um, it's not – I don't even know what to do with Boston. Like, I want exposure to Boston. It's a massive pace-up spot for them. It's a, a, a defense that's not very good. Um, you know, we continue to look at it and – yeah, what are we doing here with Boston? What's your thoughts? Well, I think if I'm starting with Boston today, I'm starting with Al Horford. This has been a theme all year. Just like Brooklyn, just roll out the bigs against Washington. I Al Horford's my favorite center play on the on the slate today. Just period. Uh, I, I mean, I know we're going to get to uh, Julius Randle, but I mean, and, and Julius is. I still consider Julius Randle to be a power forward. So I don't even – I don't ever really think about him as a center. But as far as just – I think Al Horford is going nuts here today. I uh, really like him. 
6400 I think it's a good price tag. One of the things about Boston that I do like, though, Stevie, despite the fact that they play a bunch of guys, you, you actually really can nail down their rotation. Kyrie's going to play about 34, 35 minutes. Tatum, 32 minutes. Um, Hayward, 24 to 25 minutes. Brown, 24 to 25 minutes. Marcus Smart, you know, 29 to 31 minutes. Horford's going to play 30 to 32 minutes. Like, you just – you know what you're going to get. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to guess. And I really like that. And, and, and so, you know, Horford is a guy I trust in this matchup. I, I really think he's going off. If I like Horford, you know I like Kyrie here. Kyrie's really been taking slack all over the media. I still think he's got crazy upside in this matchup. They've lost three or four in a row. They're, they're still at home. I'm a believer in, in what these guys can do down the stretch. Not saying they're going to a championship, but they've got to turn this thing around and quickly uh, to kind of get get their mojo back. So I, I, Kyrie and, um, and Horford are my two favorites. Tatum is a little cheap. Marcus Morris is a little cheap. Uh, Brown is a little cheap, but I'm just going to stick with the big two. Kyrie, Horford, those are my guys. Yeah, like Horford certainly stands out in this matchup. Um, he's a guy that I like. I don't know if I like him as much as you. I don't know if I'd say he's my top center play, but he's certainly a top three center play on the slate. Um, I, I do like this spot a lot. I, I, I'm going to have a tough time getting off of Harrell, who we'll talk about here in a little while, but I really like the matchup for Harrell today. Um, you know, just looking at it, I don't mind Kyrie. I don't mind Tatum. I don't think I play them on a single lineup. Uh, but if I was Matt, if I was multi-entering, I'd have exposure to those guys. And, um, yeah, Marcus Morris is really cheap. Um, you know, he has those games where he blows up. Don't know if I would do it on this slate, but I will just note that he's cheap. Um, Portland at Toronto, 228 total here. Toronto favored by five in this game. Ennis Cantor is out. Evan Turner is out. And Fred Van Vliet is out. Uh, so, you know, Cantor not with the team right now. Um, I think it sounds like it was a personal thing. So, um, oh, it's concerns for his safety. Um, he doesn't travel um, to Toronto. I think this is the second time it's happened this season or something like that. But yeah, if he travels out of the country, you know, the um, they're after him. Basically, that, that's the bottom line. The the authorities. The international authorities are after Enos Cantor. So if he leaves the country, he, he's he's for sure they're, they're going to get him. So he's got to stay. I totally have to go read why. Um, it's got something to do with his, his dad and his, uh, his, his passport or fleeing the country or something. But, yeah, yeah, you'll read it. When you read it, you'll, you'll, you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to go read it. Um, let's start with Portland. You know, this should be a really good basketball game. You get two teams that are two of the top teams in basketball this season. Um, what are we looking at here on Portland? So, first of all, I don't know why DraftKings hasn't priced up Mo Harkless. Uh, he's been smashing without Evan Turner there and, and some games in limited minutes. So, I, I, I'm i just not sure what what's going on here. But he's 3,800. This is not the greatest matchup in the world, but for a guy that's been, you know, pretty much averaging 30 points his last five games, you think he'd at least be around 5K. 3,800, it's just too cheap. 
he shouldn't be that cheap. And, you know, if you think he's going to continue down this path, then I think you need to play him. Uh, he, he's probably uh, an, another great value here on this slate. But outside of him, I'm just really not interested in really anyone. Um, I, I do think Dame is really cheap here at 8400 I He's just not a, a, a core piece for me, but he's – He's incredibly cheap, incredibly affordable, uh, and I, I think you can play him. But, but that's that's about it. Dame, Dame and, and Harkness are kind of my two. Uh, Nurkic is a guy that I, I kind of like to play from time to time, and he probably will play a few extra minutes, you know, maybe gets to 32 minutes now that Cantor isn't there. So I don't hate Nurkic, but uh, Dame and, and, and Harkless would, would be my two that I'd look at. Yeah, I like Mo. Um, they raised his price over there on FanDuel. Yeah, you know, up he, he's up to fifty three hundred. Like yeah, you got to think about it over there. But on DraftKings, he's still just too cheap. Draft and uh, fantasy draft and DraftKings is just too too cheap. I do like this spot for Nurkic. Um, you know, no cancer. It's a tougher matchup against Marcus All, but I, I do think Nurkic can win in this matchup. The other guy I want to mention. Long shot tournament play uh, is Jake Lehman. You, know, yeah. you got to remember, um, Cantor's not going to be there today. So Lehman should get back to like 25 minutes. It's the guy that usually plays about 16 to 18 minutes a night. And with no Cantor, he should play about 24 minutes. So he's 3,600. Um, I'm pulling it up. I had him up on FanDuel. Like he's 4K, he could be your punt play over there on Fandle um, at small forward if you don't want to play Mo Harkless and you want to take a straight punt. Um, but you got to always be careful when you're playing these guys on Fandle. Um, Toronto's side of things, when Toronto's healthy, um, you know, it's kind of like some of these teams we talk about. When Toronto's healthy, you know, it's tough to to play any of these guys. But um, at their prices, are you interested in Kawhi or uh, Lowry or anybody here? Well, see, here's the thing. I, I do think this is this is one of the times where you may need to strike. So Kawhi is 8,800, and if you look at the game logs, when the game is competitive, when he's hitting that 34, 35-minute mark, he's typically getting your 40-plus fantasy points. When, when the games aren't competitive, you look, he's played 26 minutes against the Clippers, you know, 26 against balls. He's just not going to get there. I think this is going to be a competitive game for them. I'm expecting him to have to produce if, the, if this team wants to win. So I, I, I like Kawhi. I think the price has come down a lot, 8,800. I mean, he's been around that 94, 9,500 range. Um, I, don't, I don't hate Lowry as well um, at 7,200. I think those are fair prices. I do not think these guys are the best plays on the slate. But for the prices and what I'm anticipating to be, a competitive matchup, maybe within four or five points, you know, in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I think this is a team you can you can you can certainly look at. Mark Gasol is starting to hit that point where he's almost too cheap. If he can start getting maybe twenty eight minutes a game or something like that, I think we can look at him. Even right now, I think you can still play him, uh, but I'd rather him have a few more minutes before I before I strike. Yeah, I just think they're going to continue to play in like twenty three to twenty five minutes a night and. You know they're they're very safely in the two spot in the East right now. Um, yeah. Marcus Paul is going to be a great play for fantasy basketball when the playoffs start, though. 
Yeah, and I do think Gasol may start this game for matchup purposes because, you know, Nurkic is more of a traditional big man. I, I think Serge might be on the bench to start the game for this one. Um, Siakam's been playing great. His price is just too high right now uh, for me. If you want a another punt play, maybe on FanDuel. I don't know if I play this guy on DraftKings, but Jeremy Lin, um, he's really, really cheap. And we know that even in like 22 to 25 minutes, he's a guy that, you know, could go out there and get more. But outside of that, like, I don't really love Kawhi. I don't really love Lowry. I don't really love a lot so far on this slate. I'm sorry. It's just one of those slates where not a lot of matchups are, like, just jumping off the board at me right now. So, yeah. Um, it's, I guess we needed to mention really quick that Aminu could play a few extra minutes uh, with no canter as well. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there really quick because I thought about that when you were when you were talking about the Toronto side. Yeah, absolutely. All right, gonna keep moving on, keep trucking. Um, New Orleans at Phoenix, two thirty-seven and a half total here. Pelicans favored by four and a half in this game. Um, really, the only thing we're watching here is Booker, uh, Devin Booker question mark. <laughs> only <laughs> thing we're watching here. Um, so yeah, big news that we're gonna be paying attention to is Booker. TJ Warren is still out, and the Pelicans are the Pelicans. Let's start with the Pelicans. Uh, what are we looking at here on New Orleans? So. Call me crazy. I think today is the day to play Anthony Davis. You crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Right. No problem. You asked me to call you crazy. Yeah. At 6,800, he's getting a matchup with the Phoenix Suns. We we understand he's only going to play 20, 21 minutes at the most. I, I think he's going to crush in this 20 to 21 minutes. I don't know if anybody watched that Lakers game. But they had him sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter, and he's watching his team run up and down the court and watching LeBron just kind of take over and will his team to a win. And they showed the capture of him sitting on the bench, shaking his head like, "What? why in the world am I sitting on this bench? Why am I not in the game? Uh, I, I think Anthony Davis is going to come out. I think he's going to destroy Phoenix in 20 to 21 minutes. I think he gets 40-plus in, in that little bit of time. So I could be wrong, but at 6,800, now he's at a price where I can take my shot, and if he gets 35, it won't crush me. So I don't like him more than Randall. Randall is bar none across the board. Randall is my favorite play on this slate, period. Just all sights. Love Randall today. But I do think Anthony Davis on DK and Fantasy Draft is a guy that we can play. Alfred Payton is another one that I like. Uh, I like Drew Holiday. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, I really like this team. I will back off of my excitement for the Pelicans if Devin Booker is out. Uh, but if he's in, I, I, I love so many guys from, from this side of the ball. I, I, this is probably – this will probably be – uh, my potential game stack of the night because Phoenix has some pieces as well that we can look at on the other side. Yeah. Um, I, I still don't think I'm going to play Anthony Davis, but I completely understand why you want to play Anthony Davis. I'm not going to play devil's advocate to it. I just, <laughs> what 20 minutes, you know, 20 minutes is tough. And like, I felt like he had a really, really good game against the Lakers. He shot 10 for 14. He had eight rebounds. He had 22 actual points. 
and he still only put up 33 and a half fantasy points. I feel like that was a really good game for him. Maybe you add some blocks and you some steals and you get to 40, but you know, even at 40, that that's not even, you know, six X. So I personally won't go there, but I completely understand why you want to go there. I do love Randall. I uh, love the Randall call. You know, this guy's on a mission right now, um, and, and he gets a matchup with Phoenix. So, love Randall. Don't mind Drew. Um, I like Peyton. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I've been playing. I think we can go right back to the well on Elf Peyton. Um, you know, this guy's been absolutely crushing right now. So, Elf and Randall, my two favorite players from the Pelicans. Um, and then on the Phoenix side, like, Phoenix really all depends on Devin Booker um, because if Booker is out, Kelly Oubre becomes the best play on the slate, and it pains me to even say that um, because we love playing Josh Jackson, and Josh Jackson is certainly going to be a guy we're looking at too if Booker's out, but Oubre probably plays 35 minutes in this game if Booker's out. Yeah, for sure. One other thing I want to mention, this will be really quick. Frank Jackson is in play. Uh, um, Tim Frazier's gone. He they, they released him today. They're gonna pick up um, God, what's gonna call his brother? The guy from Bertans. They're gonna pick up Bertans's brother. So Bertans's brother will be with Phoenix, and uh, uh, Tim Frazier's gone. Just wanted to make make a note of that. Back back to Phoenix, Stevie. I think you make an exceptional point. Kelly Oubre. If, if Booker's out, I mean, we know Oubre's gonna play. 35 minutes and uh, he will absolutely crush. Uh, we'll probably get a little bit of more, a little bit of melting playing as well, you know, may, maybe 25 minutes or so. He's 3K. I think you could look at him for sure in this type of matchup. And then, you know, I'm with you 100%. Josh Jackson is down to 5K. Uh, if Booker sits, he, he's going to become a, a, the ultimate value play again. So I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, everything hinges on Booker. You know, and, and initially I, I felt like I was I wouldn't be as interested if Booker's out, but now that we're talking about it, and I'm kind of looking at the pieces, I think I'll still be as interested uh, because now you know we'll, we we get a little bit more upside from from Jackson uh, and Uber and, and Tyler Johnson at 5K. I mean, I, I I really like this game. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, it's certainly a game that we're looking at. Um, I don't think none of us are going to want to talk ourselves off of this game. So it's certainly a game that is going to be very fast and ugly and not a lot of defense. Uh, so it's certainly a game that I like. No, nothing really else like standing out to me. If Booker doesn't play, I think Tyler Johnson's in play as well. Um, Tyler Johnson probably too expensive if Booker does play. If Booker plays, I'd probably won't play Booker here because the last time he sat or last time he was banged up, they were very careful with his minutes, something that they hadn't done all year. Um, they were pretty careful with his minutes. So nothing else. Oh, and then um, if Booker sits, Bridges. Um, Bridges will probably get a few extra shot attempts, a little bit more usage. So uh, he becomes a guy that I like. He's under, he's under 5K over there on FanDuel as well, so don't mind him. Yeah, absolutely. And he's been playing 30 minutes anyway. So, uh, like, yeah, it's more of a usage thing yeah. for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you said, just a few more shots. Uh, you'll probably have, a, you know, more of a 10 shot game, like versus Atlanta versus a three or four shot game. 
So yeah, yeah don't, don't reference that Atlanta game. He shot terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clippers and Kings two forty total. Like I said, man, these totals today are just crazy high. Kings favored by two and a half. Uh, Wilson Chandler out. Marvin Bagley out. Um, oh, how sad. I mean, was it bad? Was he'll it be bad? bad in a couple? He'll be back in a couple weeks. He tweaked his knee, um, but but you know these young. He's a young player, and if if I'm a part of this management staff, I, I want him to play, but I want him to be healthy. I mean, he's he's a great he's a great addition to this team, and they're finally letting him play the minutes. So let him get completely healthy. I mean, they got they got plenty of bodies that can hold it down until he comes back. Yeah, and are you really gonna make the playoffs? Like, are you right. really gonna make the playoffs? Right. Um, obviously, this game matters a lot, but let's start with the Clippers side of things. You know, a, a lot of talk recently uh, about um, Lou Williams and and Patrick Beverly. I think it's finally time that I'm going to play Patrick Beverly. So I'm sorry uh, to everybody, but it's hard not to. He's just so active right now, offensive, defensively. Um, I really like him, and I really like Montrez Harrell in this spot. Um, I think this is a floor 40 point game for him. Man, Stevie, I I wasn't expecting that. Um, I'm, I'm not as high on Trez as you, but. I, I understand the scenario, and uh, you know he's sixty four hundred, and he, he's at for sure got. I mean, you're giving a forty floor in this matchup. I'm not that high on him. I've got him at about thirty three, but I, I I totally get it, man. I, this, this, and this is an exceptional spot for him. My favorite Clipper though right now is Gallinari. Um, I, I think he's steady. He hasn't shown the upside in the last few games. Uh, but he's gotten to forty, you know, recently, and he's sixty-one hundred. I, I think he, I think this is this is his kind of game. Up pace, you know, he'll be able to you know get up a few shots, maybe get a few easy shots as well. Uh, Patrick Beverly, like you said, forty-nine hundred. That's just too cheap for this matchup. He's been playing really well, uh, kind of really for an extended period of time. I mean, he's not a guy that's going to give you forty every game. But he's got the upside to do it, you know, you know, three, you know, one out of three games, one out of four games, uh, you know, the consummate tournament play. So I, I really like him in his spot. Lou Williams, he's a guy I just really haven't been playing much all year. Um, and it hasn't really hurt me. So uh, I don't I don't I don't think this is the spot to take a complete fade on him just because of the, the, the up-tempo matchup and everything they're going to be doing. And then Jermichael Green at 3,700. I actually really like him in this spot as well. I think we can get an upside game out of him for 3,700. I, I, I think he can hit 28 to 30 easy on this type of matchup. Yeah, King's really, really bad at rebounding the basketball. So um, certainly like that call. Now, when we look at the Kings, we take Bagley off the floor, you know, for a good portion of the season when Bagley was out, we played Bielitsa a lot. Don't fall into that trap here. Um, it, it is a trap play. Now that they have Harrison Barnes, they're giving Corey Brewer minutes. Like, Bielitsa is not a guy you want to play here. Yeah, Barnes is already playing big minutes, but if you look at the fourth quarter, they closed that game with Barnes, or fourth quarter and overtime. Barnes, Bodanovich, Willie Cauley-Stein, Fox, and Heald. 
Um, so those are going to be the guys you want to target here for the Kings. Uh, what are you looking at here for uh, Sacramento? Yeah, man, you already know. Bogdanovich is a play here. 5,400. Uh, Stevie, let me ask you this, though. Do you think he's going to start? I think he gets to start tomorrow. What? I think he starts too. I think we yeah. see, um, you know, the same starting lineup we saw against the Bucks. Um, now that Bagley got banged up, and yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking too. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking, you know, that uh, they'll play like you said that lineup: uh, Fox, Heald, Bogdanovich, Barnes, Willie Colley Stein. I, I I I really like Bogdanovich here. I also really like Willie Colley Stein, man. 4,500, and now I, I think, you know, he's probably going to be able to get a few more rebounds, maybe a few more easy shots at the rim because th there's no Bagley. Um, you know, that's not really Barnes's game. That's, you know, he's not going to be around the rim trying to get all the rebounds. He's a mid-range offensive player. I, I like Collie Stein, man. 4,500, I, I, I think – that's incredibly too cheap for this matchup with, with the Clippers. The Clippers are another team we've been loading up centers on. No way I'm fading Collie Stein at 4,500. Uh, love him here. Um, Fox, I like him as well. I like Buddy Hill, but I don't think I'm going to play Buddy Hill today. At 6,800, I, I think I can fade him and be perfectly fine. I do like Barnes, but that's about it. I don't want anybody off the bench. I only want the five starters from Sacramento. Now, I will say, like, Buddy Heald is a little interesting just because of the shot attempts. Um, they're through the roof right now. But 6,800, it becomes a very tough play for him to get there. You know, like, he's going to need that 50-point game. We're just going to we're gonna hope Buddy Heald has a couple bad games here, and uh, we'll jump right back on when he gets down to, like, 62, 63 again. So we definitely like Buddy Heald playing him this year. It's just not the right spot. Um, you pretty much touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. I think Barnes is a really good play here. Um, just because like we know the minutes are going to be really high. They're going to need more from him in this game with no Bagley too. And yeah. you know, he, he just becomes that guy. One, one other question, Stevie, I, cause this is something I, I was kind of toiling with when I was looking at the minutes. I think this guy is going to get 18 minutes. Do you think Harry Giles has the juice? to get you there in 18 minutes at 3,100. I, I think he's going to play 18 minutes in this spot. I don't – it's not a safe play, but, I mean, he put up 30 against Milwaukee in 17 minutes, and that's that's really kind of what he does when he gets that kind of run. How, how do you feel about Harry Giles? So I was actually going to talk about him. Um, okay. I had him written down. So usually like trying to take shots on guys like this on FanDuel – but FanDuel priced him up oh, to 4800 It was awful. When I pulled that up today, I said, come on, man. G give me a break. That was awful. So I actually think at 31 uh, on DraftKings and his price on Fantasy Draft, like I don't mind taking the shot on, uh, on Giles here with no Bagley. So Giles played the, the third and fourth quarter rotation um, a little bit longer than he usually does. Um which kind of ate into Willie Cauley-Stein's fourth quarter minutes uh, because Giles was playing so good the other night. So I think that you got to look at the second team, right? So you take Bagley off the second team, and it's 
it's they they usually they usually um bring Bagley in early uh, and let Bodanovich play with that second team. You know they check in, but it's going to be really interesting to see what they do here with Bagley off the floor now that they've added Harrison Barnes and they've added Corey Brewer. Right. You know we have sample sizes of beginning of the season uh, when when um Bagley was out, but I think the second team usage is really going to be Harry Giles. Maybe a little bit Corey Brewer um, here. You know, we really don't have a large enough sample size to kind of project, but this is where I think they let Bodanovich and Barnes play a little bit more tonight, uh, and these guys get some of that second-team usage that Bagley's used to getting um, so much of. Yeah, and that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Um, and well, my, my initial thoughts was either Buddy Hield or Bogdanovich is coming off the floor probably – maybe the five or six minute mark. What do you think? One, one of those two is leaving. And I think they'll bring them back with, with a little bit of Brewer and Barnes or Giles. But, but one, I think, I think either Hield or Bogdanovich, one of those two guys, I think is leaving the court maybe at five, six minute mark in the first quarter. And I think they'll bring them back and let them kind of run the second unit. Probably, probably for seven to eight minutes, maybe beginning of the second all the way through down to about four minutes. That, that's what I'm thinking, um, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, just to kind of throw it in perspective, when you pull up game flow on Rotor Grinders, um, you can see that the Milwaukee game, Harrison Barnes checked out and then checked back in with six minutes to go in the second quarter. But when Bagley got hurt, Barnes checked in for Bagley in, the, I think it was like a minute to go in the third quarter. It was really late in the third quarter. I think it was half a minute to go. And played the whole fourth quarter and overtime. So you kind of have to expect Bodanovich and Barnes to really, you know, just see big, big minutes tonight. And when you look at their pricing compared to Fox and Heald, um, you know, that's why we were talking about those guys. So, all right. Moving on, we got the Bucks and the Lakers, 236 and a half total here. Milwaukee favored by four and a half. Brown and Hill are out. Lonzo Ball and Lance Stevenson is out on the Lakers side of things. Let's look at uh, the Bucks first. They kind of limited Giannis the other night. You know, we didn't really see anything pregame of them talking about a minutes limit, but very, very strict minutes limit because that game went into overtime and he still only played 24 minutes. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Bucks? Well, the first thing I want to point out is one guy that I've been keeping my eye on, hoping they weren't going to raise his price, and they didn't really do it uh, on DK at all, uh, and that's Pat Connaughton. Not these guys around. He's played 25 and 28 minutes, respectively. The past two games put up 27 fantasy points, 25 fantasy points. I think he's a value play. Um, you know, so he, he's a guy that, that, that I've been keeping my eye on and he's 3,900 on, on, on FanDuel. So, uh, I, I would play him to drop my score on FanDuel anticipating he's going to get 25, uh, on DK. I think I play him for the 25. Uh, so he, he's a guy I have my eye on Giannis. That is something I'm going to try to follow today. Uh, if we think he's going to be on a minutes limit. I, I don't think they put him on a minutes limit against LeBron here, uh, but I could absolutely be wrong. But I, well, I, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but you got to like, we have to remember one thing. The Bucks are the number one team in the East right now. They're, they have the best record in the NBA just in general. 
They're playing for way more than the regular season right now. Like, you know, you look at it and like this team right now, they they obviously want to be the one seed, but and long long story short, they want to win all these games. But well, if you're looking at this, okay, I, I'm just gonna throw this out there really quick, and it's because we have a seven game slate, and I can do that. When you look at the East, do you think the Bucks try to fall back to the Raptors and be the two seed? Like, would you? Because like, if you're the one seed and you win, you're you're likely going to play either. I guess the 76ers are probably going to catch the Pacers, but you're probably going to play Boston or Philly if you're the one seed. Uh, maybe maybe it's something we're going to watch later on. You know, when it gets closer to that time, but. Just saying, I know there's there's still a lot of basketball to be played, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see Bucks, you know, finish as the two seed and not have to play um, the 76ers or, or the Celtics in the second round of the playoffs. Well, you know, as crazy as this sounds, I, I think I think they're going to fight to be the one seed uh, because for for that reason in this one, they'll keep home court advantage throughout the playoffs all the way through. And I I think Toronto is coming. I think Toronto is is the closest team that can kind of give them give them problems. I like Philly. Like Embiid's tough, but what I saw from Philly last year in the playoffs is a lot of mental mistakes. Now they've got Tobias there, but Tobias hasn't really been to the playoffs. Not really. Um, they've got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler hasn't really been to the playoffs in a while since the Chicago days. So I, I I think Milwaukee, a team that's kind of trying to grow up, I think they need this home court advantage. I don't think Philly's going to give them a problem. I think Toronto's going to give them a problem. That team, everybody on that team pretty much is going to the playoffs year in and year out. And, and that's why I think Toronto is, is the reason they need to stay the one seed. Because if they catch Toronto in the playoffs – this isn't Toronto with DeMar DeRozan. This is Toronto with Kawhi Leonard. I, I think they could really lose if they had to go to Toronto and uh, try to close it out in seven. So, anyway, that, that's that's my take on the Bucks. No, you're fine. Uh, let's quickly recap the Bucks. Um, <laughs> kind of, I kind of threw a curveball for everybody there. Sorry about that. You know, if we don't get news on Giannis, I still don't think I end up on Giannis here. I think you can play Giannis. Um, I think I would rather play LeBron. Um, you think Giannis is a better player on FanDuel? I'll take the thousand dollar discount. Yeah, thousand bucks on FanDuel. The way their pricing is today um, makes a huge difference. Um, any interest in Bledsoe, Middleton, Lopez? Any of these guys? Nope, I, I don't want to play them. Not today. All right. Uh, Lakers side of things. You know, I really I, – I hate, like, playing, like, this narrative and yada, yada, yada. But what is it with Rajon Rondo on national TV games? <laughs> I knew this was coming up. You know, like, Bobby and I talked about it on the podcast Wednesday and <laughs> – they put him back in the starting lineup and he magically played 37 minutes. Like Rajon Rondo took 15 shots on ESPN the other night. Um, that is crazy. 16 assists too. What are we doing with the Lakers here? Well, you know, it, it's funny. 
because I, I listened to the pod and I was like, well, I said, Rondo hasn't been playing. I said, I'm not going to play Rondo. I said, I'm, I'm going to take a stand. It, it was absolutely the wrong stand. I mean, when I, when I, so first of all, all I could do was laugh, right? I saw the notification come across my phone because I hate getting Roto notifications like at 10 o'clock. I hate it because I'm like, okay, what 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 crazy news? And I don't think it was 10 o'clock. It was probably a little earlier. But I saw John Rondo starting. All I could do was laugh because I knew at that point he was going to drop 50 fantasy points. It was 48. So, anyway, if Rondo's going to start, I think you have to play him. He's a good value. He's 5K. Brandon Ingram has been playing really well here recently. I mean, just exceptional basketball. He's been a very reliable scoring option for them, and I think that's what they need. Um, For those of you that don't know, LeBron James has been playing basketball in the NBA for 17 years. As far as the NBA is concerned, this guy is old. He needs Brandon Ingram to keep scoring. 29, 30 points a game to help him out. And I think Ingram is going to continue down that path. Uh, I'm not as high on Kuzma today. Uh, I don't I don't think this lineup is going to work if they roll Kuzma out there to play center the way they did. I, I, so I'm, I'm not as high on Kuzma. Uh, and LeBron, I, I think LeBron is okay. We know what he can do. Uh, so I, I don't I don't hate LeBron. But uh, Rondo and Ingram are two that, that, that I really like in this spot. It's like, hey, LeBron, go out there and guard Brooke Lopez. You know, it'd be really easy for you, bud. Um, yeah, I like Ingram a lot when you consider the price of Ingram. The only thing that concerns me about Ingram in this matchup is Giannis is the same kind of lengthy type of guy as Ingram is. Um, so they could give each other fits here. But, you know, I think this is certainly a game we're looking at. It's going to be a really good game. But I do think the the, the Clippers-Sacramento game might be a really good pivot off of this game um, oh, late yeah. night as well. So. Oh, yeah. All right. We've had our tangents. Um, we went off board. We t- we talked about some meat on the bones. Um, <laughs> let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Will, give me your favorite game to go either over or under. Man, give me uh... – Sacramento and the Clippers to go over. All right. I'm going to take the under in the Toronto game. Gotcha. Uh, under 5K to 7X. Who's your guy today that you got for your 7X? Man, give me Willie Colleystein. That is not who I thought you were going to take. Yeah, give, give me Colleystein. I thought you were going to take. I'm assuming you thought I was going to take Jabari. No, I thought you were going to take Pat um, Pat Cunnington. Oh, no, Pat, no, no, Pat. no. No, no, not not him. Give me Kali Stein. All right, I like that one. Um, you know, I'm just gonna keep riding this guy. Give me uh, Mo Harkless. <laughs> yeah, man, he's crushing. Bobby put him on my radar the other night. Thank you, Bobby. But 3,800, like, seems like I should not be allowed to take him. Um, over 8K, not to 5X. Who's your bust? Yeah, this is a tough one today. And this really goes against the very fabric of how I like to play. But with all these guys back, get, get, give me Lori Markkinen. I like that one, though. Um, let's see. 
I was very adamant about my my pick yesterday. I like I knew exactly who I wanted. I couldn't have been more right about fading Chris Paul yesterday. Um, but I just I don't have that guy today. I don't have like a guy that I like I hate today in this price range. Um, I think this guy either breaks the slate or doesn't have a big game. Now that this front or this this oh, yeah. um, backcourt's getting loaded, give me um, Russell at eighty five hundred. Knowing that Dinwiddie's back, Levert's back, I think Russell has the the least amount of chance to get to five x, and probably a really good chance to get to seven x too, because this guy just does his thing. Give me your favorite six x play on the slate, and then we'll get out of here. Man, you already know who this is. Give me Julius Randle. That's my that guy. is not who I thought. Again, what? Right, I, 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 I really, I really thought AD was coming. No, Matt Randall's my favorite play on the slate. Like, period. Yeah, yeah. I really thought you were going to take AD there. Um, <laughs> I talked about uh, Montrez Harrell already. I really like him. He's going to be my six X guy. I already said that I think he has a floor of six X on the slate. So, um, he's my guy today. He's like my guy today. That's my guy. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here for the weekend? Man, move on from this slate if you didn't play James Harden. Let's have some fun, folks. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. If you want my NASCAR stuff, make sure you head on over to rotogrinders.com slash NASCAR. If you are a NASCAR subscriber, you'll notice that the marketplace on Rotogrinders is gone. Um, if you go to the main page on Rotogrinders, you click NASCAR. It is right there. Um, you can get to my information uh, easier and uh, quicker way. Now you want it really easy. Just bookmark the page. That's what I do. Um, but yeah, we'll have Xfinity stuff for Saturday. We'll have the cup stuff for Sunday. There should be a nice little edge with the new package this weekend. So we're going to get out of here. We'll be back on Monday. Hopefully counting those dollars. Uh, he is chief justice of six. I am CVTPFL. Have a great weekend and we'll see you guys on Monday.